From time to time, I ask close friends, not so close friends, acquaintances, people I just barely met, what their favorite movie is. It's kind of a way for me to get a quick read on them. I'll often act like my asking is only out of pure curiosity, but sometimes, if I'm honest, I am judging their response. Not necessarily from a place of cinephile superiority, but more from a place of getting to know a person. What strikes their interest? What drives them in life? And what they are and aren't comfortable discussing? I'll get a wide variety of answers. A good portion of people can't choose just one favorite film. Don't get me wrong, I understand the difficulty in choosing one out of thousands of great ones. The ones who do know give a wide variety of answers. The Notebook, The Princess Bride, The Count of Monte Cristo, anything with Audrey Hepburn in it, The Godfather, anything Hitchcock, anything Doris Day, a wide variety of pretentious French films, and many seem to land on 1994's The Shawshank Redemption. Don't misunderstand me, Shawshank is one of my favorites too, but if we're talking about Stephen King's stories adapted into film, my all-time favorite has to be Stand By Me, directed by Rob Reiner. For those of you who haven't seen it, you're only several decades too late, so I might drop a few spoilers. The film is based on a story called The Body, which was released in 1982 as part of a short story collection called Different Seasons, written by King. It's about a boy named Ray Brower from a neighboring town who has disappeared, and 12-year-old Gordy Lachance and his three friends set out on a quest to find Ray's body along the railroad tracks. They had heard that somewhere along the line, Brower had been hit by a train and his body lay somewhere in the forest. Stand By Me became the 15th highest grossing film of 1986 in the United States, being beaten out by such unequivocal classics as Crocodile Dundee, a movie that reminded us it really is the size of the knife that matters. The Karate Kid Part Two, Rodney Dangerfield's hilarious opus, Back to School, and Ruthless People, the zany film starring Danny DeVito and Bette Midler. Okay, okay, Top Gun, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Eddie Murphy's The Golden Child, and Aliens were also in the mix. I still remember laying on the couch watching Stand By Me on HBO with my brothers and my dad. It had its funny moments. The story of the pie-eating contest and ensuing Barfarama, the conversation around the campfire about Annette from Mickey Mouse Club and whether Goofy was a dog. It was teeming with sentimentality, particularly for those who grew up in the 40s, 50s, and 60s like my dad. I remember enjoying the movie for all these reasons, but to me, something else stuck out. The tragedy that killed Ray Brower for simply being in the wrong place at the wrong time along those tracks, and the almost visceral compulsion of four 12-year-old boys to set out on a journey simply to see his dead body. What was it that drew them to seek him out? I simultaneously felt bad for Brower and jealous of those boys and the adventure that presented itself to them. Richard Dreyfus made the story hit home when he narrated, I was 12 going on 13 the first time I saw a dead human being. It happened in the summer of 1959, a long time ago, but only if you measure in terms of years. I was living in a small town in Oregon called Castle Rock. There were only 1,281 people, but to me it was the whole world. The last line in the movie is typed out as the narrator finishes his novel. 
I never had any friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, does anyone? I love history. I always have. Ever since Mr. Shoemaker's honors history class in the 8th grade at Union Middle School, I've been intrigued by stories of the past brought to life. In my spare time, I give tours at the Salt Lake City Cemetery. It's the largest municipal cemetery in the United States. It's bigger than Disneyland in terms of acreage. And there are so many interesting characters buried there. So many simultaneously great and peculiar men and women who in life did the best they could with what God gave to them. What chance brought to them. The imperfections they possessed. And what it meant for them to be in the right or wrong places at the right time. Isn't that what we all try to do? Come on this ride with me as we discuss the psychology, stories, motivations, and places that define the saints as well as the sinners who have shaped the macabre and the miraculous in the history of the West. We'll talk about happenstance, the feeling of the places for the most part west of the Mississippi where tragedies occurred. We'll discuss cleverly planned crimes that oftentimes ended in pain for those involved. And the heroism of those who helped others when they didn't have to, brought the evil to justice, and at times the flat-out overall nonsensical nature of life. Oscar Wilde once wrote that every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. True words indeed. I'm Chad Mortensen. Join me next week for episode one, as we discuss the first true crime location I ever visited and what drew me there like those four boys from Castle Rock searching for Ray Brower's body. Mm -hmm.